This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the November 1st, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Quick quiz question. How many Americans are dying each day from COVID-19? Answer at the end. Quick hitters. Russia announced they are ending the grain shipment deal due to drone attacks on their naval fleet. I'm wondering if they made that up a bit and are doing it for leverage. More below. A listener shared a clip of Prince Harry emoting on the dangers of climate change, though he ignored his many private plane trips, including one allegedly to a polo match. What really got me about the clip was Prince Harry opining about Americans losing their constitutional rights. He must have been referencing abortion. I wonder if he has read the Constitution. It may not be true now, but they used to say in presidential politics that as Missouri goes, so goes the nation. If you could not win Missouri, it was tough to win overall. Maybe because of a couple of major cities with a rural area in between. I thought of that when I saw a Hill-Emerson poll that said Trump was favored over Biden by 16 points. I bet that scares a lot of liberals. Hell, it scares me. Two polls out this morning show the governor races in Michigan and in New York to be tied. Moving on, but not too far. The Fox News election team predict Republicans will win 236 seats in the House with a plus or minus 13 margin of error. That would be a pickup of 24 seats and give them control of the House. In the Senate, they predict 47 Democrats, 49 Republicans with four toss-ups. The toss-ups are Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, and Pennsylvania. I could see either party getting three of the toss-ups. Real Clear Politics has the Senate at 45 Democrats, 48 Republicans, and seven toss-ups. Forcing decisions on the toss-ups, they have it at 53 Republicans with a pickup of three. My sense is Real Clear Politics is taking into account past polling errors that favored Democrats and using that to adjust current polling and making their analysis. I think it's a risky methodology. On the House side, they predict a pickup of 31 seats for Republicans, which is a bit more than Fox News, but close. 538 presents the data in a different way, and I can't quite extract a specific number prediction. They do predict with an 82% likelihood that Republicans will win the House. For the Senate, they predict a 50% chance that Republicans will have a majority, 31% chance that Democrats will have a majority, and 19% chance that it will be a tie with Democrats controlling the Senate via the tiebreaker. Larry Sabato's crystal ball has both parties at 49 with two toss-up Senate seats. For the Senate, they have 218 Republican, 187 Democrats, and I guess 30 toss-ups. CNN has it at 49 Republican seats, 48 Democrat seats with three Senate toss-ups. On the House side, CNN has it at 212 Republicans, 205 Democrats, and 18 toss-ups. They are a bit more optimistic for Democrats. I could not get to numbers from MSNBC, but did get this gem from Joy Reid. Quote, if you get past those headlines and dig a little deeper, you would uncover an insidious and seemingly intentional campaign from Republican-backed polling firms to flood the zone 
and tip the balance of polling averages in favor of their candidates to create a narrative that Republicans are surgy, surging and that a red wave is imminent and inevitable, end quote. Could be. But given that the last several elections had polling averages that drastically favored Democrats versus the final results, I find it unlikely that the current polling is overly biased towards Republicans. Also, given that this is a midterm election that would normally favor Republicans, and the Democratic president is a doddering, fumbling fool who in his prime had fewer IQ points than either of my Australian shepherds, and inflation is high, crime is high, and the stock market is low, I'm guessing the polls are either accurate or Miss Joy Reid will be surprised to learn that they still favor Democrats. Here we go. I link to a Newsweek article by Andrew Stanton titled, Russia Would Agree to Talks to End Ukraine War on These Conditions, Kremlin. The article is based on remarks by Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov, which makes me think that Putin is trying to get to negotiations. These are the conditions that Lavrov says, per the article, quote, the West would need to agree to for negotiations to be successful, end quote. One, quote, fully take into account the interests of the Russian Federation and its security, end quote. Two, quote, Offer us some serious approaches that will diffuse tensions, end quote. I think the first one is pretty close to a no-brainer. Russia feels threatened by the expansion of NATO. Personally, I feel this is more paranoia. As NATO expanded, I think it became less of a group of fighting allies and a bit more of a paper tiger social club. Still, a look at the map shows that if NATO borders extended to the east of Ukraine, it might feel threatening to Russia. I think this is complicated by the fact that the United States and the United Kingdom pledged to defend Ukraine in exchange for Ukraine giving the nuclear weapons within its territory to Russia as the Soviet Union imploded. By the way, Russia joined the UK and the US in pledging to defend Ukraine. The second ask from Russia to begin negotiations is more troublesome. It is vague, but I am guessing before negotiating that Russia would want some sanctions lifted and reduced arms shipments to Ukraine. We might view that more as the end game, not an opening move. Maybe we need to toss Russia an olive branch for 30 days. In September, Zelensky outlined his conditions for a settlement. I paraphrase and or quote from the article. 1. Punishment for Russia. 2. Russian removal from the UN Security Council. 3. Protection of Ukrainian lives. 4. Recognition of Ukraine's borders. 5. New security guarantees for Ukraine. Punishment isn't happening. Zelensky is dreaming on the Security Council idea. To me, protection of Ukrainian lives and new security guarantees for Ukraine are nice things people will say, but not sure how you enforce it except with guns. Recognition of Ukraine's borders is where the action is. Give Russia Crimea. They have controlled it all of this millennium. Get the rest of Ukraine territory back, at least as much as can be defined by a geographic barrier like a river, and get this thing over with. So maybe there's a glimmer of hope that something will happen. Putin is trying to get leverage by the grain deal and by Europeans freezing this, this winter. But my record, record on Ukraine predictions is poor. Who would have thought on a war I would be a Pollyanna optimist? 
COVID deaths are currently at 371 per day, per the CDC. U.S. deaths. How soon we get used to a big number. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.